0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Tuesday morning. We are glad to be with you. Appreciate you guys tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever you get your podcasts from. We always like to hear that you've tuned in. We also like to hear that you've left us a five-star review. Wherever you're reviewing podcasts at, we appreciate that very much. We're at a 4.9, which means some of you, you didn't get the freaking message. Are we at a 4.9? Last I looked, yeah. Let's see. 4.9. Now
1: you got me curious. Some people You got have, me angry.
0: Some people have just not caught up with what the. You know. Well,
1: according to the iTunes app, it says 5.0. 5. 5.0.
0: 5. Okay. Well, let's look somewhere else. So maybe, maybe anyway. they were, We appreciate that, though.
1: Anyway, keep, somebody, keep, our last written review here, which was Five stars. Five stars. Uh, says they want more emphasis on the woo. So here, here you go. Oh, okay. this I'm is for you.
0: My, hold on, take my headphones off. No, all right, ahead. take them
1: off. This right. is for you, Delvin right. Irwin. Woo! All
0: right then. I know Delvin.
1: I bet there's somebody hey. down the hall here at Super cool. Talk Studios. Like, What's What's, the what the heck's going, on, heck's going on, there? on there?
0: Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in, especially the servicemen and women out there who are across the globe, getting closer to Christmas. We want to make sure you guys get home safely for the holidays. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse Churn and Churning Spoon Ice Cream. It's it's cold outside, Joel. It's time for some Strange Brew hot chocolate in your life. That makes a great gift, too. You can always uh, buy that for your, your loved ones. And I, I'm going to tell you from experience, they will love you more. And yeah.
1: if you happen to, because you usually upload these shows late, on, late at night, so there's a chance you're listening to this on a Monday night. Yeah. If, if that is the case, I may be speaking out of turn here, but I don't think I am. Today is Cyber Monday as we record. It is. And the good folks at Strange Brew Online have a lot of Cyber Monday. I think it's like 20% off of everything, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if you, if, you, if you listen to this and you still have an hour or so to go, you may want to check about online and can get some deals and ship your loved ones some coffee.
0: They don't have like a normal web. It's not just uh, dot com. So It's like brew... Shopify. Oh, okay. Uh, dot
1: com. But anyway, there's 20% off.
0: Yeah, and of course, all yeah. Monday. I all, don't know about the rest of the week. Yeah, the rest of the week. But it doesn't matter if it, you know, there's always good deals and there's always cool stuff to find there on the website. So do that shopping. Great stocking stuffers for the coffee lover in your life. You don't have to love coffee, though. Hot, hot chocolate and everything else. And I uh,
1: saw that uh, I hadn't gotten over there yet to get it. going to go here in just a few minutes. But I have another free coffee sitting there waiting on
0: the board. Rolling in free uh, coffee.
1: Yeah. So, uh...
0: Somebody need, left need, me a, brew, a blueberry for you. cobbler. It's time for you, you. You need to brew it for yourself.
1: I, I've done it a couple times. You do and, it, I mean, uh, you've
0: gotten like four in the past couple days. Yeah, it's time. You got to. You got to leave one for somebody. What, yeah. what, what should we? make? We got to. We got to add some sort of flair to it.
1: Yeah. See, that's the thing. We'll the, think the, about that. The last the show. few times I've done it, I've just said for a listener of Thunderline. No, Monday, no, we gotta, anybody could say that.
0: We got to have something. We got to make them. We got to make them like you know record a woo and send it to us, and we will approve it. it's so we'll, not we'll, a bad. Idea. We'll, we'll figure it out. Alright, Also, want to thank our other sponsor real quick, College Corner. They got two locations in the Jackson area, over by Ridgeland uh, and by Fleet Feet or by the Half Shell in Flowood, and they'll take care of your holidays for the Mississippi State Bulldog in your life or that old Miss Rebel or Golden U.S.M. Golden Eagle. Gonna see a lot of those folks uh, tonight as we're as you're listening when we'll be at the uh, Connerly Trophy presentation. Uh, Best selection, widest selection, not just of, of of logo wear and shirts and hats and everything else, but of course all the stuff you want to put around your house, put at your tailgate to let everybody know that you're a Bulldog fan. Check them out, College Corner, or shop online at collegecornerstore.com. All right, so we were going to talk, and we're still going to talk about the bowl bids and try to figure out where we're going to end up with Mississippi State, but then something happened. <laughs> Which made at least some of our uh, Monday podcast a little
1: bit outdated about it was. Two, two or three hours after we recorded it. It was. It was.
0: That's just the nature of the biz, yeah. all right? It
1: happens. It's. It,
0: I feel like we, it's like one of those old pre-recorded WCWs that, you know, somebody got hurt and they had, they had to do a quick belt change on somebody. Matt Luke out at Ole Miss. And one thing we've always held to here on Thunder and Lightning, and I believe it, you know, it doesn't have to involve hate or rivalry, but what happens at Ole Miss, it affects Mississippi State in all facets of things because you're recruiting the same players. You know, you, you, you play each other every year. What happens up there matters down here. Uh, you know, just how it's going to have to be. And I think the obvious... kind of th- like
1: eating Taco Bell, right? What happens up there
0: matters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joel Coleman, everybody. Comedian. Uh, ah. Yes, very much. And it's sort of a similar process for old Miss, probably, if I had to guess. Uh First off, you could tell this was not something they were planning to do, even at probably as early as Saturday night. Because Matt Luke was out recruiting when the call came that, hey, you've lost your job. Uh, not great. Not great optics. Something that could possibly uh, affect them in their coaching search because people are going to feel like that's unprofessional. And, I mean, coaching is very much a fraternity. Uh, but I don't, and at the end of the day, they're going to offer some Body $3 million a year to be their head coach, and they're going to get a guy. And they're going to get a guy that would likely be on MSU's list if Moorhead doesn't work out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you look at the names that are being thrown out there Mike Norvell, uh, Eli Drinkowitz, uh, Billy Napier, all guys that people would have tied to the MSU job in 2020 uh, if Moorhead doesn't, doesn't get it going at the end of the season. One thing I believe is that when you have a coaching search like this, especially for, for for a school like Ole Miss, and a school like Mississippi State too, I'm not trying to, to pick on them, first two or three names on the list, just, just they're, they're not coming. They're, they're not coming. It never, it never works out that way. Was Joe Moorhead MSU's first choice? And John Cohen can say yeah, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when people start putting together hot boards. Whoever the first two or three names on that list are, just throw them out. Hugh Freeze was not the first name on anybody's hot board in 2012 at Ole Miss. Dan Mullen was not the first name on anybody's hot board at MSU in 2009. All right, Those guys are the ones, they're, they're the hot candidate for the reason, and the reason is they can wait for a better job. Mike Norvell makes $2.8 million a year at Memphis. Do you really want to go into Ole Miss and have to rebuild all that, and especially with all the, the talk coming out of their players and all that, which is, it's overblown. I think you would agree with that, right? Yeah, everybody's, I mean, if State had fired Joe Moorhead,
1: Half of Mississippi State would have been mad. Half the players.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know if they would have gotten up and, you know, know dropping F-bombs and stuff. But but, But, but,
1: that's what happens when you fire a coach that
0: that some guys like. It's a bad situation, but it will get made right when the new coach is brought
1: in. And and in Ole Miss's defense, you don't make a decision just because you might upset a player or two.
0: Right. Or ten. You you can't let players hold your program hostage. You cannot. I get that. Uh, but it is, it's it's a it's it's a messy situation. You're still recovering from the NCA stuff. You know, you you've got a a you've got a lot of fan apathy. Keith Carter sort of hit on that. So whoever that guy is, Norvell, he can wait. I mean, my guess is Florida State's going to reach out to him. Uh, you know, he's a guy that he can wait on better jobs. Billy Napier is a, is a guy who maybe can't do so much. He's the hot candidate right now because he's in year two and he turned him into a ten win team. He hasn't put together the kind of track record that Norvell has. Uh, he sort, of, but he also, you know, he has that Saban Dabo background too. So he's got a lot working for him. But at the same time, he's a guy who could end up at better jobs than Ole Miss. And I, again, when I say that, I, I, I'm including Mississippi State in there too. If Mississippi State was open, I would say that Napier could consider both those. But there are probably going to be some other jobs available. It's the same scenario.
1: Exactly. Like, I, I know that Ole Miss people don't like to hear this, but State, who likes to hear it more? Less.
0: State or Ole Miss? I think it's Ole Miss. Ole Miss, yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's a, it's very, the schools are similar. The jobs are similar. The, 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 the recruiting difficulties. I know some people would say Ole Miss is a little easier to recruit to. It's closer to Memphis and things like that. Mm-hmm. I get all that, but.
0: Have you ever seen how beautiful. No, I can't even bring myself to do it. <laughs> the biggest lie ever told.
1: It, it isn't that different, folks. Like, so, anyway. I, I think sometimes it's overblown that maybe Ole Miss is a better job than State. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like, and maybe, maybe it is because I've grown up here my whole life, but I see them as, as equals. I really do. You know, and, and a lot of people may not, but I think you do. I think you're kind of on my wavelength here.
0: Yeah, I know. We're, we're definitely on the same page. Um, then you look at it from a recruiting standpoint is there going to be any flux there? Reading the, the tea leaves of twenty four seven, it doesn't appear there's going to be a whole lot. Now you look at Ole Miss's class, and uh, I, I mean, I, and I'm not saying this in terms of that State's just loaded with five star talent in this class or anything, but you know how many guys is, is Ole Miss does Ole Miss have committed? That State's really going to make a, a hard push for, you know, a guy like Eli Acker, they would probably make a, a push for him. Khalil Benson, you know, it, it certainly can't hurt. State didn't have a ton of room anyway. That's the other thing, you know, and, and Ole Miss doesn't have an, you know, outside of Acker, who's, you know, the number eight prospect in the state, Ole Miss doesn't have a ton of guys that are just can't-miss kind of guys. You know, they're like, oh, we've got to make room for this guy. You know, State would take Josiah Hayes, who I think, you know, I think they would take him, who decommitted from Ole Miss a few weeks ago. You and I think have both been on the record and say, look, that's probably going to end up just being where one of those deals where he comes back to Ole Miss. Their top player Eric Reed is a kid out of Shreveport, so it's not like he's a guy who would just have a natural tie-in to Mississippi State. Their second guy Robbie Ashford, the quarterback out of Hoover State, recruited him some, but I think State is is set with Will Rogers right now, so they're not looking for that. And then you just got a bunch of guys who are basically, from a recruiting uh, website standpoint, the same as what Mississippi State has. Would you like to get maybe a couple of one of those offensive linemen, either Acker, Benson, or maybe Robert Scott? Sure, you'd take one of them, I would think. But for the most part, you know, you've got equal or lesser talent, or equal or better talent, already committed to you. So I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a huge push for any old miscommits commits here. You know, it'd be good for perception standpoint. It might help you keep Emmanuel Forbes now, because you know that was something you were a little bit worried about. There was some talk that he might wait, want well, to wait until. Next signing They, of course, that could also play against you if they, if they take a little while getting a coach there. He might say, "I want to see who ends up there," yeah. and then he might wait. But I don't know if that's the case or not. I think we're obviously your biggest issue. We just talked about it. There will be some players transfer out. Are any of them going to be of interest to in Mississippi State? I will go on the record right now. I will make a thing that is true guarantee that Jerry on Ely is not going anywhere, and neither is probably John Rice Plumley. For the main reason is they have baseball starting up in a couple of months. They want to play a season of college baseball here can't do that if you transfer. And they're probably going to hire
1: a coach who and coach her salesman and, and the co- the new coach is going to come in and right. reel most of the, the angst back in. That's just how it's probably going to happen. I think this hire at Ole Miss, this decision at Ole Miss, it magnifies the decision Mississippi State just made and puts a little don't you think it puts a little more pressure on the decision that state just made? It does. Because, because if Ole Miss makes this hire whether it's Billy Napier, Mike Norvell, whoever it is, but it, particularly if it was, like, Billy Napier, somebody that State was legitimately possibly going to hire. He
0: already had signed the contract.
1: <laughs> it was done. Done was, deal. Had know, to I've rip that? that thing up as soon as Elijah Moore hiked his leg. Yeah. Um, but if, if someone like that gets to Oxford and starts winning and Joe is not, it's going to be ugly, man.
0: Well, not only that, it's not even, you know, even going to take that long. How ugly will it be if they hire Billy Napier, who a lot of state fans were interested in and wanted, and then you lose the bowl game? The bowl game just got a lot more interesting for Joe Moorhead. He needs—he really needs a win there. Really needs one. You um, know,
1: for I think you and I are both on the same boat for the most part. That bowl games don't mean a whole lot, but sometimes they do. For Joe Moorhead last year, it meant a whole lot. Yeah. For Joe Moorhead
0: this year, it kind of means a whole lot. It means something. <laughs> he 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 needs that win. He needs to you know. Get people excited. One of people, the one thing I keep seeing on message boards is, well, "State's going to lose the bowl game because Joe Moorhead with time to prepare is a bad thing." You know how what this team played after bowl after bye weeks this year, and how they played in the bowl game last year. They're not wrong. So, so yeah, so play, he yeah. needs to. That's that's one of the things that sort of. There are several uh, issues that haunts, not the right word, but they are affecting Joe Moorhead's perception. Obviously, the offense is one. But the way his team plays off of extra preparation is one. This would be a good time, you know. You could shut that down. You could get people saying, "Oh, okay. Well, he had all that time to prepare, and he came out with a good game plan, and they won the game." You know, scratch that off the list, and then you move on to the next thing. So, again, everything that State and Ole Miss do will be judged. I'm not trying to say. And that you know, and it obviously appears that way, especially at Ole Miss. Now, their last two coaching decisions have come after you know an Egg Bowl win. They kept Matt Luke, an Egg Bowl lo- loss. They they lose Matt Luke, and I I do think that I do think two things. I think that if they had won, they would not be having this discussion today. But two, that the nature of the loss well, hurt him.
1: Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna say. I'll go one further and say I think if Elijah Moore doesn't hike his leg, they
0: they just lose an overtime and.
1: and and well, they either lose in overtime or maybe he goes for two and they don't get
0: it or something. Oh, I think if he had gone for two, that would have endeared some people to
1: Yeah, it. yeah. I think that that was part of the Matt Lucas not too. Which is why I didn't get
0: why he didn't do it.
1: Um, Yeah, even in the postgame, um, why wouldn't you say you were going to go for two at that point?
0: Well, because you'd be lying. I mean, the kicker well, was already on the field. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's true.
1: I think I heard on Super Talk uh, that Richard said that he had already held up the one finger to that the kick, they, they were
0: they were going to kick I the looked, PAT. I looked when 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 the when I saw Moore had scored, I turned my attention away from that. That's why I didn't really see the penalty, and I was looking at the sideline for Ole Miss to see who was coming out. And I saw is it ninety two? I think it is. Whatever Luke. Whatever Luke yeah. Logan. I saw him coming on the field, and I mean, I remember I remember saying I was like, "Oh my God, they're going to kick! Why would they kick? There's no reason to do that." And then I saw, and then at that point I realized what's going on off to the side of me, and the shenanigans were happening. Yeah, and it just sort of went from there. But yeah, the way they lost that game, and then on top of that,
1: Elijah Moore acting like a dog peeing on the field may have saved one coach's job and killed another. And, <laughs> and then, imagine that, Man, on, just, on
0: top of that, though, Joel, you know, he, Luke releases that statement. That's not us, and blah blah blah. Go back and watch what happens after the play. He comes off to the sideline. Peeler says something to him, I think, but it's not much. Puts and, the belt. and then he puts the NWO belt on, and he's just walking out. Now, contrast that with what we've seen from Jeremy Pruitt this year. Dude, Pruitt would have been in that dude's you-know-what. And, and I think most coaches, they would have grabbed the face mask and been like, are you out of your – what have you done? He's just walking down the sideline, strolling around with that championship. Like Hollywood with Hogan. With that $5 championship belt on. <laughs> Can't even go get the big gold belt and spray paint. Now, they got to get a cheap Kmart. NWO belt and and he's just walking around like he did something good. And then he's right back on the field for special teams. And then he's right back on the field. Yeah, there's no punishment coming for him. You know, so I'd be surprised if he's an old miss next year. Because I mean he's got to be it's gotta be tough for him on campus. And it probably
1: doesn't help either that you can continue to build the argument against Luke that when he stands up there and says, this isn't who we are, the PK Matcab
0: did it two years ago. It happened two years ago. The exact, the exact same thing. And I know that the,
1: the score was different. I get that. But the same thing happened.
0: Exactly. So now that, yeah, Moorhead was already under pressure for 2020. But now it's, it's, it has been ramped up a little bit, assuming they make a good... Now, if they go out and find a Rick Ray type, they go out and find some guy that's, you know, that they don't have any real names interested in their job and they just sort of take a chance on a guy... You know, it doesn't it doesn't ramp up immediately for him. Now, if that guy comes in there and starts winning, it would.
1: Before you fire Matt Luke, though, did, did the guys and the people that have gathered up this money to buy him out and that staff out and everything, don't you have to have a good idea you can not make a Rick Ray hire? Well,
0: well you, I, I, you say that, but people make Rick Ray hires. You so. say that, and I, like I said, it's pretty obvious they weren't planning on doing this until yesterday. So I can't imagine they had vetted a whole ton of candidates. Not to mention that Keith Carter has been the athletic director for like two weeks. How much could he have really done? How much research and how much contacts could he have really gotten out to? You know. And Carter said today, "I haven't talked to any boosters," which is a lie. Come, come on, man. You, you really expect...
1: when that his previous job basically was handling boosters. <laughs> Joel, do you think maybe he's not telling the truth there? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think there may be some, a little bit of uh
0: if I'm supposed to believe Dishonesty. that an athletic director made that kind of move without you know some input from a, a couple – well, in that case, you're not doing your job. Because what happens if your boosters are like, oh, no, we liked Matt Luke? And we're not going to give you any money to help pay for him. Really? That's just dumb. That, that, that's – be honest. insulting intelligence. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. So Matt Luke out, and now for Joe Moorhead. Pre- know, pressure
1: was on Joe. Pressure anyway, was
0: already though. on, but th- th- now it's 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 amped up just a just a snug little bit, snug little bit. Mike McIntyre is the interim head coach. So congrats to Mike McIntyre. Mike McIntyre, the new head coach at Ole Miss. That's what they do up there is promote interims.
1: I saw a picture, Joe, by the way, that would have perturbed
0: you a little bit today from the recruiting thing with yep. the SEC jacket on. Yes, yeah, it just drives me insane. <laughs> and, and John didn't Cole have mis- didn't have the
1: Mississippi State logo. I just the don't SEC understand head. why they're doing that. It doesn't. It literally
0: doesn't make any sense to me. You know, like when I go do remotes, like tomorrow, or today's remote, I won't. Because we're supposed to dress up a little bit for the, because we're at the Country Club of Jackson. got to put on appearances, don't you know? <laughs> but normally when I go do a remote and they tell me, hey, just wear a polo, I wear my Super Talk polos. Because that's who I work for. I don't get it.
1: Well, you're, you're part of the Super Talk family, but you're also the Thunder and Lightning team. So maybe I'm upset that you don't wear a Thunder and Lightning polo.
0: There are no Thunder and Lightning polos.
1: Well, we need to correct
0: that. No, I don't know. I'm don't, just kidding. I don't care.
1: We actually do have. We a, have a thunder lightning We, Nippolo, do, we do. But it's 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 sort Joel of Joel Mahan, Nebraska. It's
0: it's baseball centric Thank you, know.
1: you, almond printing. Yeah. Shout out another ad here. Six months later, but
0: yeah, you need any? Uh, we really appreciate it. You that. need any invitations <laughs> or anything done or uh, big time? You know stuff. Fans. Anything a- you need? Anything you need? Printing wise, t-shirts. We'll take, they will take care of you. you big time, right? They will. All right. Let's look at these. You know, let's look at these bowl games. Which which bo- bowl game? Brianville, Joel, Tena Joel. I don't know. Make that I can't make it work as well. Uh, so here's the, uh, the the bowl lineup. When you look at the SEC, all right, LSU's into the playoff. It doesn't matter what they do in this SEC championship game; they will be in. Period. I think that they're going to beat uh, Georgia, yes. which which means that
1: don't the SEC just hope Georgia wins uh,
0: Well, yeah, because then you get two. You get both, you're going to uh, get two. Yep. That's that that's really a good case scenario for not only. Uh, uh, what's word I'm looking for? Uh, the conference, but for Mississippi State as well, because it sort of bumps them up another bowl. Um, but that said, I think that's going to happen. Now that that, that puts, what that means is, unless Georgia is blown out, and I mean they need to lose like thirty, forty points, which in their defense, is their defense good. is so good, it's probably not going to happen. They're going to be ranked ahead of Alabama. And the, Alabama, and the Sugar Bowl is contractually required to take the highest-rated SEC team that doesn't go to the playoff, yep. which means Georgia goes back to the Sugar Bowl, which is where they were last year. Now, I'm sure that, that uh, the fans of uh, the SC, or Sugar Bowl people probably don't want that, and maybe Georgia fans don't want that, although spending New Year's Eve or whenever in New Orleans there are certainly worse ways to do, go. But that's probably what's going to end up happening. Then you have Alabama, who <laughs> such an interesting thing. First time not in the playoff. Uh, How excited are their fans going to be for some of these games? Right now, there's a legitimate chance that the Orange Bowl could be Alabama versus Virginia. What? (laughs) I mean, that is not a good thing for Alabama. (laughs) Or for Virginia, for that matter. Uh, Because they'll get killed. And I mean, I know we've had this whole, oh, Alabama doesn't care about... uh, the uh the bowls that aren't the playoff or when they're not in the national, they always get blown out. They're not gonna get blown out by Virginia. They could also end up in the Cotton Bowl, which I think is what a lot of people probably would want, to be honest with you. Um, I know the Cotton Bowl would probably love to have Alabama there. In that case, they're probably playing maybe Oklahoma.
1: I would what a matchup.
0: I mean it'd be great, right? Sign me up. I would be all about that. So Jalen Hurts versus Saban. versus, versus Saban. I, you only wish it could be Tua. Yeah. yeah, but I'll take what I can get there. But so there you go. Then you have, you know, you look at the, the playoff rankings. Florida is at eleven. I don't think the SEC is going to get four teams into these bowls, but they could. Did they have last year? They had. Bama was in the playoff. LSU. Yeah, they got four last mm-hmm. year. So Florida could get in as well. Florida might in. Florida could go to the Orange Bowl, maybe to play whoever. And that would be a good trip, you know, Florida. Because it's, it's far enough away that you have to travel. And that's, I've
1: been head coach of an Orange
0: Bowl team before. Yeah, well, you know, very familiar with this game. Great game, great people. Uh, <laughs> and the thing to remember with this is, people say, oh, they won't bring fans. They don't care. Like, the tickets sold are like the last thing. The money is all in TV for this. But Florida, you know, going to the Orange Bowl, they'll bring some fans. So that's a possibility. Then you have the Citrus Bowl. That's gonna be Auburn. Auburn's going to the Citrus Bowl, I would think. They are the highest rated team. It's not in the playoffs, not in one of the New Year's six kind of situations. At nine and three with a win over Alabama. They'll probably head to the Citrus Bowl to take on maybe Penn State. Well Penn State was there last year. Wisconsin. Wisconsin probably goes to the Rose Bowl as the loser in the Big Ten championship game. Minnesota. Minnesota versus Auburn, that's a possibility. And then we get into the tier that State's in, which is the Outback, Gator, Music City, Texas, Belk, Liberty. Now, if you go back to the beginning of the season, I said Texas was a real possibility because it's the only bowl in this tier State hasn't been to yet. Mm -hmm. I think you can obviously scratch off Outback. Mm -hmm. State was just there. I think you can scratch off Gator because I don't think they're going to make State do four trips in one decade. And so that leaves you with the other four. Belk is probably the least likely, although I have seen a ton of projections send a state to the. I've Belk. seen
1: that too, and it, it would surprise me because, the, look, I know that these teams, the, these bowls, kind of get to pick, but there's some input here. No, 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 That's not, right? that's, that's not how it is no No, no,
0: no. You're 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 wrong about the first part. The conference does these selections. The bowls have some input, but at the end of the day, the SEC is going to send these teams where they want to send them. Yeah, but don't don't isn't
1: there like uh uh, what what am I looking for here? Like a pecking order. Well, I don't know. Pecking order isn't the right word, but you're down the pecking uh, order, brother. I mean, don't the schools get to kind of say, "Here's where the we would schools, like to go." The, well, but that's that's the
0: conference working. There. Yes, the only thing that, that that I would say is this: this is the last year for the Belt Bowl to be an SEC tie-in, so they might just ship State out there and say, yeah, "You get the worst team we have," which is what State is in this in this scenario. Well, for the record, I enjoyed Charlotte, so if we end up back in Charlotte, fine with me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's not an issue, but that's a possibility. But I think that's the less possibility. Then you have, and if you were out there, the the, the Belk Bowl is an AC, ACC team. Let me get the ACC standings up. Right off the top of my head, I'm thinking it's North North Carolina would be a choice there. But does, does the the Charlotte want a school that? Yeah. You know, I, I I'm again, I'm, I know that ticket sales aren't the end all be all, but they'd like to have a, a packed house. Pittsburgh could be a choice there. Um. Wouldn't well, that be something, Joe versus Pitt? It would be. Wake Forest is a possibility. They're eight and four. Um, Miami, possibility. Manny, you could see Manny Diaz. I'm going to say State does not go to the Belt Bowl. I'm going to say State goes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to say that's going to go to. I'm going to say Tennessee. I think Tennessee wants to get out of Tennessee for its bowl game.
1: I mean, I think that's a good move
0: too because I mean, it's a you travel it looks and travel Charlotte's, for, Charlotte's not that far from no, Knoxville.
1: No, it's close enough. That for them would be like Nashville for state.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's so good, I'm calling Tennessee. Good versus, City short drive. I'm calling Tennessee versus uh, Pitt in the Music City Bowl. We should that's, write that that's down. your
1: official thunder and lightning. Projection. That's the
0: official thunder and lightning projection. So, okay, next one. Our next choice is the Texas Bowl versus a Big Twelve team. A&M. This is where I think A&M is going to go, and I think they're going to put them against Texas. It's, it's time, right? Yes. It, it needs to happen. Yes. It, this is sort of like when you have, you know, there's like a guy and a girl and like there's obvious tension there <laughs> and everybody's like, Why don't you just – This is where it's going to be. It's going to happen here. I'm going to call Texas versus Texas AM in the Texas bowl. Man, if Jimbo loses that <laughs> And he's already kinda like And Herman just fired all his coordinators. Yeah. I mean, they're both Texas is in flux. I think Tom Herman might be coaching for his job next year. He'd throw those up another five loss season. They're not going to tolerate that. Texas not back yet. A and, A and yet A&M so. is just it's just so weird because if they fired him next year, they still own uh, like fifty three million dollars. This is the weirdest. Whoever his, I guess Jimmy Sexton is his agent. Kudos. I mean, he really they can't really legitimately fire him until like five years in, and at that point, you know, who, God only knows what's going on. But until the, it's down to like thirty five million. Which they have, yeah. Again, this the Matt Luke thing sort of proves it. And I've said it many times, and a lot of people want to say, "Oh well, you never need, can't have the money." But if enough people want you fired, they'll get you fired. Yeah. All right, there's somebody, there's some Ole Miss fan out there who's like, "All right, I'll give you five million dollars, and we can we can scrounge up the rest." It can happen at all times, and with a And M and the oil money they got out there, there's somebody who's like, "I'll give you fifteen million dollars. Let's scrounge up the rest." This is it, though. Texas, Texas AM is my prediction for the Texas Bowl. All right, Outback. Uh, we'll just get the ones that aren't going to happen. You tell me what you think. Outback. Hmm. Not an SEC school in the top, after Auburn, in the top 25. So there's not like an obvious choice. Like, State was sort of the obvious choice for the Outback Bowl last year, I thought. Um. Still disappointed. We only got one
1: coconut shrimp.
0: Oh, I know. I know.
1: <laughs> You're over there trying to pick up matchups. I'm just thinking this about is, the experience.
0: This is probably Kentucky at 7 and 5. Because yeah, we don't forget, Missouri is not eligible. Yeah. So this is probably where Kentucky ends up. And they would take on in the Big Ten. Indiana. Well, I don't know. This could be where Michigan goes. Michigan, yeah, they play Michigan. Michigan versus Kentucky is what I'm, I'm predicting there. You good? I'm good. All right. Then in the Gator Bowl, which they they can pick either a Big Ten or an SEC team. I think they'll go Big Ten. What do they go? They went ACC last year, so they'll take they'll take Indiana, and Indiana will take on. Well, now it's now it's starting to get interesting.
1: I'm gonna be interested to see if you like nail all these. I won't.
0: There's no there's no way. <sighs> I sent Auburn to Citrus, right? Yeah. Does the SEC not have
1: enough for its bowl slots? No. I don't think.
0: Oh well then I could be wrong about where they're sending state then. The SEC has one, two, three, four, five. Well, Six, we can seven, do
1: this 8. Arkansas, no. Missouri, no, eight. No. It's
0: eight. It's eight. So eight, and there's we've got. So the SEC might not be able to take. There's ten bowl tie-ins, right? it was SEC? Is that right? Yeah, you got the. Well, you got the uh, the playoff is going to get one of them. Yeah, and then you have Citrus, then you've got Outback Gator, Music City, Texas, Belk Liberty. That's eight. But you got you got eight teams, but two of them, at least two of them, are going to go into the. Peach Cotton Orange discussion. So state could end up at the Belt Bowl. State could end up. Ooh, that's interesting. Now that now that we've done the math, could state state could end up in, in Belk or Texas? I think Music City would might be able to get ahead of them, and that's I, that's where I think state was headed was Music City. I think
1: state wants to be in the Music
0: City. I, I agree with that too, which I think plays a little bit
1: into it. I don't know how much, but.
0: Yeah, I think the Liberty Bowl might just be out of luck. They might end up with a, a Sun Belt team or something, or they're not going to end up with an SEC team. That's crazy.
1: I think I like state's chances
0: of going to the belt better than I do the Liberty. <laughs> well, I would say that number two is probably Texas. Yeah. Because state hasn't, I, I think that plays into it. They've tried to put everybody everywhere, you know, and so tech, state has not been to Texas, which is another. I, I don't think Texas A and M has been to the Texas Bowl either. And the Texas Bowl, the last couple of years has had a six and sixteen. Uh, last year they had Vanderbilt. Uh, the year before that they had Missouri, who was six and six at the time. Um, trying to get all the teams up here. Uh, yeah, the year before that they had Texas A and M in twenty sixteen. So A and M has been to the Texas Bowl in the last three years. So that might that might knock them out. Hmm, interesting stuff. I, I've convinced my, I've talked myself into the fact that the state might get to a, a better destination than i thought.
1: What's the date? So the, I guess I can find that myself. Of oh, the Texas Bowl? yeah. What's the uh, the twenty seventh? I see. Never mind.
0: Is that? I mean, oh god, nobody wants two, that.
1: Two days after Christmas. I, I think state, for as much pull as state has, they would try not to do that because I really think
0: but, they. But here is the thing: Who are you pulling against? Who has more pull, state or any other bowl eligible team in the conference? That's true. That's true. You know, if if it's state versus Texas A&M, now Texas A&M has. You can at least say, look, it's the 27th. You guys don't have to fly. Everybody can just drive to Houston. You know, it's an hour and a half from College Station. It's 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 not that far. You guys can just drive. So that's that's a possibility there. But for the most part, I mean, if they if it's between state and. Uh, who else would they send there? They, they normally want a West team, but I, I guess there's not really one because Auburn and Alabama and LSU are not going to those bowls. Auburn is probably going to Citrus. Alabama is going to be in the New Year's Six. It, what makes it interesting is if the New, if something happens, if one of the New Year's if if either Florida or Alabama don't make the New Year's Six, which I think they will, they both will, but if they don't, and I guess you know. If you have an like an at large team in there, because I mean, once you get past the Sugar Bowl, there's no real tie in to anything. Uh, I don't think. I mean, you know, I, don't, I don't. Is the Orange Bowl tied to the SEC?
1: <laughs> You're over there doing this. i I'm doing it like, real time, like projection yeah. stuff. I'm over here thinking about my own selfish reasons. Man, I so don't here's, want the Texas Bowl
0: two days after Christmas. The Orange Bowl. The the only true tie in they have is the ACC. They have to take the highest ranked team outside of the ACC. Now what might hurt them is that I don't think that, I don't know that there's a looking at the college football playoff. This is from last week. Uh, Virginia Tech was 24th. They've obviously going to drop out cuz they lost to Virginia. If Virginia doesn't get back in, I don't know that the the Orange Bowl has to take an ACC team. What is Notre Dame? Notre Dame on the season is they're 10 and 2. You could end up with if the ACC is out, you could end up there. You could end up with a and the Big Ten has a little bit better situation, too. It goes, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Penn State, Michigan, all these teams are, you know, three losses are better. You could end up with, like, a uh, the, the Virginia being out of that, and you could end up with like, Notre Dame versus Florida or Notre Dame versus Penn State, something like that.
1: State's not going there, so I don't... State's not going there. to the Orange Bowl, no. Well, I'm just talking about where I'm going here. Okay. Doesn't the SEC have the Las Vegas tie-in now? No, nah, not this year. Is that not this year? No. Okay.
0: That starts next, next year. Yeah, this year it's Mountain West versus Pac-12. Okay. Next year uh, next year the SEC tie-in begins with that. I think State's going to go to the Music City Bowl, but, buddy, looking at the, these who they have available and, and what's working, I won't be completely shocked if they go to the Texas Bowl. I will not be shocked by that. So I'm saying my top two picks right now are Music City and Texas. I'd say 70-30 to Music City. And at least two of the SEC regular bowls, I'm going to probably say the Liberty and the Belk, don't end up with SEC teams. Unless, like I said, if Alabama or Florida drops down, and here's what could drop Alabama down, I guess, would be if Baylor beats, what's Baylor ranked? Baylor is their ninth. Alabama dropped to ninth. So my guess is they they this is like so this is last week's poll. Baylor was ninth last week. They won. They'll be in the top eight. If Baylor would have beat Oklahoma, that might knock Alabama and Florida out. Because Oklahoma's going to get in one way or the other. Ba- Baylor with another loss might not stay into the uh the playoff bowl situation. I guess yeah. they could. They could end up in the cotton bowl. You could end up with like Alabama versus Baylor. Again, not a great matchup. Yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting to look at it though. And I, like I said I I I'm starting to I'm talking myself into the fact that we might be in Houston right after Christmas.
1: Well for me at least, I don't know about for you, it will be after Christmas. Yes. I I may be driving to Houston on Christmas night. But will you just fly already? It's cheaper. I'd rather drive. I'm, re- I'm a Bob Corksgate, don't get me on a plane unless I It's an through. hour. It's an hour.
0: From from Birmingham to Houston,
1: it's it's two it, well it's two hours and fifteen minutes to drive to Birmingham. So at that point, time you do that and go through the lines and crap, then it's you're it's still at three, ten three, hours three to Houston hours.
0: from Starkville. Ten.
1: Let me I, let's do this live because I don't think it's ten. Maps.
0: Starkville Mississippi to Houston, Houston Texas.
1: Texas. I think it's like eight hours.
0: That first thing it gives you is a flight. Eight hours and twenty three minutes.
1: Look at that, eight hours.
0: Split the difference. Regardless. It's a two hour drive.
1: Charlotte's about eight hours. I drove Charlotte easy. I hated going through on the other side of Atlanta, but.
0: Just fly. I'm driving to Houston.
1: If it's Houston, I'm driving.
0: Well, fine. You drive, and then I'll tell you where we're going to eat. That's fine. And you can drive us there. Uh, You can even ride with me if you want to. Don't give a crap. I appreciate that. Come on. I might do that. That'd be a hell of a road trip. (laughs) I'm not leaving. Now I take it back. I'm not leaving at three in the morning. (laughs) I don't do that. I said
1: leave Christmas night. And like like six like So we get we get there at what? I don't know. It depends on when we left. That's we leave at six, but we get there about two thirty. We can leave about three or four in the afternoon, get there by midnight. Oh,
0: I don't like the sound of that. You
1: stay up to midnight anyway,
0: usually. Yeah, then yeah, no. I, don't, I I no, I don't like the sound of any of that. We'll figure it out though. I'd book a room in Nashville and then have a standby room in, in Houston. That's what I would go. That's what I would do. We'll see what happens. All right, my money's still in Nashville. A lot, lot of rambling in this part of the show, but it'll yeah, be. All it's right. okay. Yeah.
1: All right, guys. Uh, tomorrow's show is the rumblings. Not, not all shows can be you know a plus. This one can just be an A.
0: B plus. That's a nice little spot for us. <laughs> uh, tomorrow's show, the rumblings. Get your questions in. Bowl destinations. Bowl places to eat. Coaching. Coaching questions. Coaching. We. We're willing to take We'll we'll take all comers Tomorrow Get those questions Into us And we'll be happy To answer them Until tomorrow though For Joel T. Coleman I'm Brian Haydad Thanks for listening To Thunder and Lightning On Super Talk Mississippi